people doing here? Drinking and having a good time. You're too stupid to have a good time. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is, wherever you are. My name is Malachi J. Matthews, and I am joined by the line stealing scoundrel. There's Hollywood Fletch. How's it going, Hollywood Fletch? Hello, Malachi. How are you today? Right, I'm just uh, pouring myself a little drink of poo. Ooh. Ooh. It's just me and you this week, then, but back to the old school, back to the original. The original two, and then there were two. He's, not, he's coming back, he's just not here today. But he's going to be good, because what has he missed out on, Fletch? Voodoo Academy. No. <laughs> no. He's still got to keep it going. <laughs> oh, I'd like to think of him sitting at home, having a nice cool glass of milk. <laughs> That's what he's doing. He spits it out over the Voodoo Academy. Yeah, that's what we're going to do, Voodoo Academy. No, we're not, Mark. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we wouldn't do that to you. We wouldn't deprive you of talking about the man love epic that is Voodoo Academy. But, Fletch, what film did we actually do this week on the SuperTap Film Club? Roadhouse. Oh, <laughs> sing hosannas. We've done another fucking classic, Bab. Roadhouse. Why are we doing Roadhouse? Because it's fucking brilliant. And it's just, we, we picked it last week. I think it was because we were all hepped up on doing Fast and Furious. We were like, let's do, let's do Roadhouse next. We all got excited. I, I'm not going to lie, I love this film. I love it. It's a favourite of mine. I, so much. I own this. Didn't you watch this this week with somebody who'd never seen it before? Yeah. What? There's people like that still around in the world. I love explaining the film to people, like what it's about. Yeah. Just being like, okay, so Patrick Swayze is the world's greatest bouncer. Mm-hmm. And this guy turns up at his bar and is like, I've got the world's worst bar and I need you to come and clean it up. And everyone knows who he is because he's the greatest bouncer. He's the bouncer. Yeah, yeah. You go- he's the greatest bouncer. You know what? Though, what? I'd like to stop a second. Yeah. Before we start, I heard it's someone's birthday today. It was, yeah, last week, it, yeah, in, in real time. Yeah, really? Monday, Monday, it was gone, it was my birthday, yeah. Well, guess what? What? I only got you some presents. Oh, have you really? Yes. What's that? Well, why don't you open it and have a look? Oh, oh, some Cobra Kai, some 80s stickers for my arcade machine. Yes. Thank you, Fletch, I've got a Cobra Kai sticker. An OCP sticker. Look at my birthday card from Soda. I there. know, it's perfect. Cool. Wild Stallions, World Tour, 1988. Good stuff, mate. Oh, there's more. Oh, yeah, there's more. <gasps> oh, I, my word. I got you a face mask. You got. You didn't just get me a face mask, Fletch. Yeah. You got me a Nicolas Cage face mask. I'm you covered got, in cage. You got covered in cage, bro. Cage oh. all over your face. Oh, look, I'm trying it on. This is it. I've got to go out tomorrow. I've got to go and see the skin man. Yeah. Well, the skin man is going to be hella impressed. Yeah. The skin is going to be safe when I spit on him and he checks me neck. I'll take it off because you can't. I've got. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Um, safety first. Strap a Nick Cage to your face. Beautiful. <laughs> I've got to go to. Like I said, I'll go and go to the hospital in that tomorrow. Wear it with pride. I will. Wear it with pride. I um. I've got myself one. What's yours got on it? Mine's got uh, some Universal Monsters on it. Oh! Boris Karloff, Bella Lugosi and everyone. Good, good stuff. Yeah. 
I uh, I took it to Instagram. I asked our I asked our faithful uh-huh. where I can get some masks from, and uh, one of our dear listeners recommended they go on Redbubble and get some. Oh. And I saw a Nicolas Cage one, and I thought, do you know who will love that? Malachi J. Matthews. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Who was that who recommended this uh, this great wondrous tat site to us? Can you remember? Cat. Uh, Cat. Ah, good, good old cat. There you go. Thanks for that. <laughs> I'll stick them on the machine in a bit, but we'll get them on. We'll get them on. Perfect. Perfect. Speaking of perfect, Roadhouse. It's almost a perfect... It's a tale as old as time. It's almost a cowboy film, as you said, Fletch. It is entirely a cowboy. It's a western. It is a western. A new sheriff comes into town. Mm-hmm. But at the minute, he's not into town yet. Because at the moment, he's in the bandstand. The bandstand is a pretty swanky bar. It looks pretty good. What's up? What are you looking at? Nothing. I was, oh, right, sorry. I was looking at the Cobra Kai oh, sticker. Right, I was like, God, this that's a cool sticker. <laughs> <laughs> Should have bought myself one. <laughs> well he's he's in a it's very swanky establishment. There's there's people flashing money all over the place. It's busy, lots of cash, lots of flashy eighties dudes. Someone's paying with gold plastic. He says, How about gold plastic? <laughs> it's the eighties fletch, eighty nine. I bet that was covered in cocaine. Oh, I bet it was, yeah. The band, it's the vampire band from Dust Till Dawn. Tito and Tarantula. Yeah, it's them fellas, but they're, they're still in human form, so this was obviously before they got turned. Yeah. Uh, I love that band, by the way. They do, they're, yeah. they're excellent. Mm. What a what a brilliant start. What starts the film? Well, before that, the film actually starts with instant milk bottom. That's the first shot of the film. And she's in, she's in a... She's in a... Careful uh, now. She's in a nice dress, black, black and yellow spandex dress. And that's how it starts. Patrick Swayze stood there, arms folded, nodding, watching it all go down. It's all safe because it's under the watchful eye of Patrick Swayze. But then he sees a table with two cocaine douches and two ladies on it and they get into an argument and one of the ladies stabs a dollar bill on the table so the guy kicks her off a chair and it all kicks off. Swayze goes over and he's like, "We get this guy out of here, he's had too much to drink and he's like, let's go outside. He got stabbed. The, the man stabbed him, but he's, he's not bothered. Yeah, he gets stabbed, and he's like, "You stabbed me? What are you doing?" Not bothered. I've always wanted to fight you, Dalton. I've always wanted to fight you. He takes him out fight, and he doesn't fight him. He's there with his mates, and they say, "Hey, Moose Lips, you gonna fight? Who's this? The Seven Dwarves?" That's what they say about his mates, and they're like, "Get gone, troublemaker!" And he's gone. And he just walks away. After the incident, he's in the toilet, stitching his arm up himself. Because it's Patrick Swayze. He's not really dressed for fighting, is he? No, he's, he's wearing full 80s gear, though. Full on. Because he's there just to he's call it. Perilo shirt. Yeah. And high-waisted slacks. He's always wearing the high-waisted slacks. More often than not, it's tof- tops off, slacks on with, with Swayze. I feel like high-waisted slacks were a mistake that the 80s made. He's stitching himself up and a man makes himself known. This is uh, Frank. Frank Tillman. He says, it's a really nice place you've got here. I really like it. I've got a place. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> he says, it's, it's, I run a place called the Double Juice. It used to be nice, but now it's the kind of place where they sweep up the eyeballs and close in. It sounds it's horrible. He says, I need someone to come and clean the place up. And I need the best. Swayze says, Sam Elliott. Wade Garrett, he's the best. And Wade he says, Garrett's I, the best. I don't want Wade Garrett. I want you. He comes to a deal, he says, it's like, I can't remember what the deal is. He says, yeah, that's fine. I've got your air tickets here. He says, I don't go on planes because it's dangerous. 
<laughs> it's too dangerous. It's too dangerous. And he says, when can I expect you? And he just says, I'll just be there. No, he says, when can I expect you? And he says, don't. Don't, yeah. I'll be there. And he says, do you know what? Is that not the coolest fucking thing? <laughs> and I took it upon myself to actually just do that all the time now. Yeah, just say. If anyone's like, oh, when, when are you coming over? Just ignored me. You did it today. I did. Yeah, just exactly. When can I expect you? Don't. Just don't. I'll just be don't there. expect me. Don't expect. I'm just going to turn up. No one expects the Swayze. Like the wind. <laughs> Frank Tillman looks at looks at Swayze and he's like, "Thanks for coming on board, Swayze. By the way, I thought you'd be bigger." People say that to him all the time. Yeah. Why? Is he a tiny man? Is he was he a, was he a small man, Swayze? I don't know. It reminded me of um, Big Trouble in Little China. They say that a lot in that, don't they? They say that a lot in Escape from LA. Escape from LA, yeah. Well, that's it. I'm getting my I'm getting me uh, my Kurt Douglas, Kurt, my Kurt Russell characters mixed up here. Yeah, and like in the in Escape from New York, they're all I, I heard you were dead. Like everyone says they heard he was dead. Yeah, but I don't. Is this an eighties thing? Just. I don't know, maybe it is. Just everyone just saying the same thing to someone. Is it an 80s thing? Speaking of 80s things, is it an 80s thing to go through a silly amount of cars and just give them away willy-nilly? Because Patrick Swayze has a lot of car trouble in this film. First car here, he just parks it, gives the keys to some old fella, and he says, do I look like a valet? And he says, no, but you can have the car. Because that's the car he drives to work. That's it, and he's gone. Have that car, fella. See you later. I don't need it. I got me fucking sweet ass, good car in there. His my Mercedes. My Mercedes. My uh, my nighttime car. He gets in his car. His uh, his nighttime Mercedes, and he starts the kit. Starts the car, and the stereo instantly plays "On the Road Again" by the Jeff Healy Band. And as he drives into into Jasper, this arse end of nowhere, for, to go and work at this bar, the double deuce. Jeff Healy's playing in the bar. <laughs> Jeff Healy's already there. Jeff Healy's his mate. <laughs> he's waiting for him. Yeah. He gets there, he pulls out, he gets out of the car, and all these biker dudes, badass biker dudes in like sleeveless leather jackets are like, Where'd you get that car from, city boy? And they start sassing him and say, What's wrong with Detroit cars? And he just looks at him, he's like, This first scene with Swayze, when he first gets to the bar, he's just scoping it all out, isn't he? He's, Watching it. Yeah, he's doing an ocular assessment. Yeah, he did. Ocular pat down. He has people fighting in the car park before he even gets in there. As he gets to the door, Terry Funk chucks a, pe- chucks a guy out through the door. Terry Funk is the doorman at Double Deuce. You know, you know what the thing that got me about this is that. I never realised how fucking massive Terry Funk is. He is huge, but... Like, I know wrestlers in general are quite big dudes, especially ones from, like, Terry Funk's time. Yeah. But, like, you've never... It's like... Well, it's the same as Mick Foley, I guess. You look at him, you don't consider him to be big. But when you see him in real life, but he's massive. Yeah, next to Mortal Man, yeah. they're actually gigantic. Of course they are. Inside the bar... It's full of scallywags. It's a bit like that bar in Star Wars, but they're all humans, do you know what I mean? The cantina bar. Mm. It's a hive of scum and villainy, I think uh, Alec Guinness called it. Yeah. Is we wouldn't be far off here. Alec Guinness wouldn't make a very good no, he caller, no, would he? No, he wouldn't. He did just write one. First, first sign off. of... Yeah, first sign of trouble. I'm off. John. <laughs> I don't like you either. There you go. And there I thought people normally got legless in a bar. <laughs> if fight's breaking out all over the place... Jeff Healy's on stage, rocking out. Do you remember Jeff Healy, the blind blues man? Yeah. I love him. He's good, he's in this, playing playing his, on his lap guitar. He has a powerful mullet. 
He has got a powerful money, yeah. <laughs> One of the bouncers is there and he's saying to a girl, I get off at two and I'd like to get you off about a half hour after that. Appalling behaviour towards the customers. Mm. Swayze sees it all. Sees all people touching up the bar staff. Somebody's touching up the bar staff. Funkers just there drinking pints, looking at all this chaos. Drug deals, Fletch. One of the barmaids is selling, selling the cocaine. The cocaine? Yeah. A blonde, hair, a blonde haired lady in a tight white dress heads to the bar and orders a vodka rocks. A drunk fella next to her says, Hey vodka rocks, what say me and you go nipple to nipple? Terry Funk pops out from behind Fucking him. Fucking charming. <laughs> Terry Funk pops out from behind him like that and fights him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Enraged. Yeah. Enraged by the terrible chattel blind. Terry yeah. Funk just batters him. Just batters him, yeah. This is where Swayze... This is kind of the perfect film for Terry Funk, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Swayze meets Carrie Ann, the barmaid. And she, and she says, you got a name? He says, yeah. Dalton. And she's like, oh, I know you. You're the world's most famous bouncer. And word gets around the bar like wildfire, doesn't it? Everyone's like, it's Dalton. Dalton's here. It's Patrick Swayze. I know what I know what it is, right? Because it's like it's like we said with it being a western. Yeah. They're just re- recreating the. They're just taking the outlaw, the, outlaw, the, yeah. the gunfighter from. Wyatt and Jesse James days and they're, they're contemporising it mm. but the fact that it's just a bouncer who's really famous for being a for bouncer for being a bouncer I mean it's a, it's the 80s it's so surreal it is yeah the place is full of absolute track like I said earlier before Dalton knows Jeff Jeff Healy the blind blues man and he goes up to him and says good to see you friend Jeff Healy I thought you'd be bigger <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then he says it's a mean scene around here, man. And he tells Patrick Swayze about about how it's all just bad. It's a, it's a bad place to be. There's chicken wire. Jeff Healy's playing behind chicken wire like Blues Brothers while people are chucking bottles at the poor fella. Oh, you know you're in for it when there's chicken wire over the stage. Have you ever played behind chicken wire? No, I haven't actually. If you if you turned up like you in your in your band days, yeah. If you turned up at a gig and you saw this chicken wire over the stage. Would you be like, yeah, all right? Or would you be like, nah? Oh, no, I think we definitely do I'm it. We, we definitely do it. You do it. Yeah. Blues Brothers style. Blues Brothers style. You Stand just, by your man. Yeah, you just stop and just start playing the rawhide theme. Yeah. This bar, there's a guy sat there with his wife and he's going, <laughs> and there's two other dudes looking at his wife. <laughs> that, was that what he was doing? He's just, just going like, just laughing filthily. <laughs> he points at his wife and he says, do you like my wife's boobs? If you give me 20 dollars, you can kiss them. And he's like, "Really? Can I?" And he comes over. The guy comes over. And he starts fondling his wife's boobs, and he's going, "Well, are you going to kiss them or not?" And he says, "I've not got twenty dollars." <laughs> and it all just fucking kicks off. Massive boob-related fight over a bra- um, barroom boob fight. Well, that's what you got there. <laughs> Swayze's watching and there's all glasses going around and Swayze just just moves his head an inch and a bottle hits the wall. Could they really not think of a reason for a fight to be instigated in this bar scene? Yeah, that's how you do it, yeah. They were just like, I I don't know. Um, There's a bloke trying to pimp out his wife's boobs for 20 quid. Yeah, that's it. Give me 20 quid, I'll let you kiss my wife's boobs. Ten pound each. Just kiss a boob. Just one boob. Yeah. Just kiss one boob. We didn't do it with Honk Honk instead. <laughs> and refused to play. <laughs> this is the most ridiculous scene. 
Also, she was. Oh, also d- during the fight, I like the the guy, the laughing hillbilly at the bar. He's just going <laughs> banging his glass, and then the barmaid chucks a bottle at him. <laughs> Somebody asks. Terry Funk asks Jeff Healy. He's like, who, who? What's the story with this Dalton fella? And he says, the story is, you fuck with him, and he'll seal your fate. <laughs> oh, there's so many. Fucking brilliant lines in this film. Swayze buys another car. You can just... I don't know. This so... This is why I love films. Yeah. Just because of the way the way people talk and you just couldn't do it. You couldn't do life. it in real life, no. You fuck with him and he'll seal your fate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Bear in mind, this is the guitarist from the, from the band that works in the pub yeah. talking about the new bouncer. <laughs> He's not a suit. It's not talking about Batman. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh. So he drives out. He gets a new car. He gets a shitty car because he knows they're going to get smashed to bits with the sort of people he's dealing with down at the Double Deuce. Yeah. Drives out into the country. Big, lovely country house. There's an old beardy man outside tending, doing farm stuff. You know, it's quite idyllic. It's a little bit like a house from the Waltons. It's like, uh, I hear you got a room going. He says, yeah. Yeah, I've got a room. Come and have a look at this. And he says... he. Patrick Swayze, are you an honest man, Patrick Swayze? And he says, yeah. He says, well, I don't expect you to tell me the truth. The thing is, he is an honest man. Goes and has a look at this flat, and it's fucking amazing. A rustic dream, but no, you know, no no, no, no one ever wants it. No, because they've got no TV, Fletch. They've got no, no phone. Yeah, but look at it. But look at it. Patrick Swayze's there. He, he loves it. It's brilliant. But he, like, he loves it. He's like a Buddhist monk, isn't he? Well, he yeah. needs stuff. Yeah, the old timer says like, you know, all he needs is is Mercedes and his slacks, slacks, and a packet of cigarettes and coffee. And you never see Swayze eat, but he's always drinking a coffee. He looks out. You and, don't do no, that. He never no, eats. No, no. He looks he, out. They go out for dinner, and he it, doesn't. He eat. just doesn't eat. <laughs> he has a coffee instead every time they go out for food. Is that why he's in such great shape? When, bring, when she brings just all coffee diet. When she brings him breakfast, he puts like the sandwich, the bacon sandwich, to one side and goes, Ugh, just drinks the coffee and smokes a cigarette. But yeah, so that's a conscious thing then that they did in the film. <laughs> he looks out the window and he sees this big, fancy pants cocaine mansion on the other side of the lake and the water he's like I'll keep me on then fellas that's mm. going to be shady while he's looking out out the window fucking helicopter bing, flies over flies over the fucks all the farm up scares all the scares all the horses they're going batshit fletched the farmer man old timer man old timer Emmett whatever his name is he's like I swear to god he does that on purpose to piss the horses off you can see him in the yeah. window as well. he's like he's <laughs> like <laughs> Flying over the horses. Time to spook some horses. <laughs> he says, who's that? He says, that's the local business douche. That is Brad Wesley. He's a bad man. You can tell he's a bad man because he's got like a neckerchief and a straw hat on. Like a... He's got, he's got a little Panama on. Yeah, a little Panama hat. He looked like a villain from... He looks like the guy from Raiders of the Lost Ark at the start, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, Panama hats are evil. Patrick goes in to have a look at what's happening in the bar and over the course of the evening, he like... He goes in the next day, staff meeting. Swayze starts sacking members of staff. He's like, first of all, Terry Funk, you're gone, get out. Terry Funk goes, you're a dead man. I'm going to become a street punk immediately and I'm going <laughs> to fight you for the rest of this film. <laughs> Sacks the drug bit, dealing barmaid. Get out, get gone with your cocaine badness. She's gone. Swayze's going to turn this place around. He says, it's my way or the highway. 
And if you don't like that, you, you can walk right now. I've got three simple rules, guys. Never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected, which is kind of two rules, really, isn't it? Second rule, take it outside. Don't fight people in the bar like animals. Mm. Come on, look at Terry Funk. I just sacked him for that. He's gone. You can get gone if that's your if that's how you do it. And number three, be nice to people. Be nice. Be nice. That was one of my rules when I was a teacher. Yeah. If someone gets in your face and calls you a cocksucker, I want you to be nice until it's time to not be nice. And one of the guys says, "Hey, how am I not supposed to get offended if someone calls me a cocksucker?" He says, well, it's just two words put together to piss you off. And he says, what if you said something about my mum being a slag? And he says, is she? So, yeah, he says, uh, <laughs> how did you know that? Yeah, he says, You're, so you guys are the bouncers. Don't worry about that. I'm in control. I'm the cooler. I'm here to take out the trash. That's it. First night under the management. Excuse me. First night under the watchful eye of Patrick Swayze. He's drinking coffee at the bar. Mm. He notices barman on the fiddle, taking money out the till, skimming stuff off. Because he's drinking coffee, he's eagle-eyed all the time. If he's not if he's not asleep, he's drinking coffee and kicking people. He can't sleep. He can't sleep. I don't believe that he does. Do you, does he blink at any point in the film? I don't think so, no. I don't remember him blinking. He does wake up because, yeah, well, maybe he does sleep once in this film, I don't know. I reckon yeah. maybe if you just drink so much coffee that eventually... You're just awake for so long that your body just closes down. Yeah, you have like microseed, like a shark. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's it. If he stops moving, he sinks. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so he's just on coffee all the time. A drunk lady starts dancing on the table and the drunk, all the, all the, uh, the punters are whooping and going, all right! I saw that once. Really? I went to Oktoberfest. Oh. And this American girl just went, was up. She was on the fucking table. Dancing on the table, doing boobies this. Boobies out, boobies out. Boobies out? Yeah. Dear me. I've never, have you ever been to Oktoberfest? I have, yeah. It was an absolute car crash of a day. It's fucking ridiculous, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, drinking that beer that tastes like smoky sausages. Yeah. You're uh, just downing sausage beer all day. Yeah. Whilst people are being stretched out next to you. Yeah, we went to the one in Derby. It was an absolute car crash. Oh, no, I went to... Oktoberfest. I know you went to the prop down, but Dan freak used to go to the ones in Germany. The tales that he told of that. Yeah, I went to Munich. Yeah, I went to Oktoberfest there, and like I say, there was uh, it, it. Yeah, it's carnage. Yeah, I just, <laughs> they need to get Patrick Swayze up there, cool it down a bit. He's they do at the beer festivals. They do. I saw this. Uh, I saw this big bounce of ponytail bloke just levering people outside of one of the tents. It was fucking. <laughs> it was insane. I can't believe they have it every year. Yeah. Every year. Every year. Every year. It's like German Christmas, isn't it? Look, mate, this is how organised German people are. Every year in Munich, they have a huge party where everyone kicks the fucking shit out of each other and drinks themselves after death. And then the next morning, it's all fucking tidy and exactly the same. Yeah, they're all back at work. Yeah. They see you next year, it's a fight. <laughs> yeah. That's... <laughs> Good fight. Good fight, yeah. So the lady's dancing, and this guy's like, Oh yeah, come on, darling, woo, let her dance. I say let her dance. Pa Patrick Swayze gives Hank the bounce of the nod. He's like, get that, get that silly goose off that table. He goes over, all kicks off. The guy who says, I want that lady to carry on dancing. Pulls a knife. Everyone's got a knife in this bar. Pulls a knife. Come on, come on. If you walked in there, you'd know, right? Where you're like, they've all got flip knives. Well, the thing is, he pulls a knife on Hank. Swayze sees this. Like lightning, back up. He just materialises. Yeah, and disarms the man. <laughs> like that. 
and everyone's like, he's he's really good. That's what uh, manager Frank's like. He's good. He's real good. Oh, the the uh, the blonde lady sees it. Yeah, she's she, she's just she's like, like oh, oh my word. Everyone, all the, everyone's impressed with uh, Swayze's sweet moves. They're going like, who's that guy? Who is that guy? Jeff Healy on stage says, his name is Dalton. <laughs> and announces it to the thing and everyone just starts applauding him. Wow. For, like, he's going to clean up this town. Not only this bar, I've got a good feeling about this Dalton guy. He's going to use Tai Chi on everything. Yeah. But then that night, while all this is going on, the guy that he told off, Steve... The, uh, the doorman, hmm. he's in the cupboard. He's in the cleaning cupboard with his regular Saturday night girl. Oh, oh dear. Swayze <laughs> goes in there, catches him at it, and he's like, get out. Oh, and there's another really cool line in this bit. Was that when he's... Because um... he's, he's having sex with the woman in the cupboard. Yeah. And he's like, you're out of here. And he's like, I was on my break. And he's like, stay on it. Stay on your break. And then he throws his spurs yeah. at him and he goes, take the train. Yeah, he's on, his per- he's on a permanent break. Yeah. Swayze leaves the bar. His car's been smashed to bits again. Which is why he hides the Mercedes. Yeah, that's it. Swayze's now back at home at his Walton's house. He's trying to relax, reading a book. Because Did he's... you just call it Dalton Towers? Walton Towers. Walton Towers. Dalton Towers, why didn't we even think about that? He goes back to Dalton Towers, that's what it's called now for the uh, for this thing. He's reading a book with his top off, smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee. Because that's what he does. And oh, he, and I miss Alton uh, Towers. He's, um, Do you know, look at this weather we're having. Yeah. You wish you were at Alton Towers right now. Oh, we can't, but we can't. I want to go on the Nemesis. I can swing you around the garden or something, I can... I don't know, climb a tree. We can... Let's do the oblivion. In the tree. I'll sit on your shoulders and you just push me off. <laughs> I took you in the pond. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they're having a party. All these, there's all these bad lads having a party in a swimming pool. Terry Funk's running around with his trousers around his ankles and his bare ass out and chucking people in the swimming pools. They're having a baddie party, clearly. See, they see they're emulating the uh, the log flute. Yeah. Well, no. This, this is where we realise that Swayze does sleep because Carrie Ann from the bar wakes him the next morning with the, the the breakfast that he doesn't eat and he just drinks the coffee. Did you know Log Flute Alton Towers is like sponsored by Imperial Leather now? Yeah, it's like a big bass you go in. Yeah. I remember it when it was full of dinosaurs in the eighties. <laughs> there was no dinosaurs in the eighties. It wasn't that long ago. Oh yeah, now it's just got ducks in it. Yeah, Bad Brad Wesley is driving around. Swinging across the road, willy nilly, like just like that from side to side, like a very irresponsible driver. Like the uh, the big um, in the kids bit at uh, Alton Towers, <laughs> where you get your driving license. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's doing. Yeah, and he fucking he nearly he nearly knocks Swayze off the road with his irresponsibility. Swayze's on his way to Red Auto's wholesome shop. Wholesome shop. It's like your car's a bit of a fucking mess. I will sort that out. Come inside. You know, we'll talk some shop stuff. And he's like, oh, how'd you end up here? He's like, I married an ugly woman and I ended up staying here, is what Red, Red, Red says. So having a bit of chit-chat, you know, and then in walks Bad Brad and uh, his head henchman, Jimmy. I wasn't sure whether it was his son, but uh, yeah, Bad Jimmy's with him. And they come in. And Brad introduces... Is that his name, Jimmy? Jimmy, yeah. Introduces him, himself to uh, Swayze. And Swayze's like, oh, you can tell immediately... I, I don't like this fella. So he leaves the shop and then he's like, he starts hassling Red. He's got double denim on. Got double denim. Swayze at the minute now though, 
This is where you get the uh, slow motion tops off Swayze does Tai Chi scene. <laughs> <laughs> On the shore. On the shore, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Have you ever done Tai Chi? No. Brilliant. I mean, I should, it might calm me down a bit. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. You should probably do Tai Chi. Yeah. Like, for all our sakes. Uh, back at the bar, Swayze gets called into the office and the barman's there with two henchmen. There's a, there's a, there's a fat guy called Tinker and uh, another guy, O'Connor, there, is there. And O'Connor's standing behind the, the manager of the bar and he says, you've made a mistake, you sacked the barman. His uncle is Bad Brad. His uncle wears a Panama. You don't want to mess with it. Don't mess with Panama Brad. And where do you think all this booze comes from? It comes from, from Bad Brad, Panama Brad. So I'm cutting you off. He gives this man his job back, or it's no more booze. Swayze's like, fuck off. Not having that. The barman pulls a knife on Swayze, though, and he says, what's the matter, chicken dick? You afraid of me? And Pat dodges his knife with his Tai Chi. <laughs> Quick as you like. And Dalton punches him in the face and kicks him out the window. And the big henchman, like the big henchman in the braces, it all kicks off. Puts him through the window. Yeah. Again. 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 I'll say it again. Straight through a window. There's nothing more exciting than seeing a man defenestrated. No. He gets stabbed again, Swayze. The second time. We're only about half an hour into the film. He's like a knife magnet. A... <laughs> he goes to the ER to get it sorted out. When he's at the ER, he meets Dr. Clay. Dr. Love Interest, I'm going to call him for the rest of the show, because that's what she is. Swayze's there, topless. Hands her his own medical... He carries around his own medical records, just in case of emergencies. <laughs> And she's like, how did, how did this happen? He's got a massive gash down his side, Fletch. He says, natural causes. Not going into it. It's, it's the world I live in. She goes, through his, she goes through his medical records and she's like, he's full of bullets. You know, he's, he's a fucking war-ravaged door veteran, this man. <laughs> and she looks at him and she says, uh, right, I'm going to put nine staples in here. I'm just going to give you this anaesthetic. And he says, no, I don't want anaesthetic. And she says, do you enjoy pain, Patrick Swayze? Patrick Swayze says... Pain don't hurt. Pain don't hurt. Pain don't hurt. She starts stapling them. And he just does that. <laughs> so yeah, she, she's stapling him up, drug free. This is where, she, where he tells her that he's got a, a degree in philosophy. Because not only is he, you know, into the Tai Chi and the fighting, he philosophizes. Got a degree in it, mate. He's just the best, isn't he? He's very clever. You know, he's like one rung down from being Snake Plissken cool. Well, it is, but th that, I think that comment alone sets the like the sexual smouldering tension that you could cut it with a knife. You can almost taste it through the through the screen tension. You know where this is going. Good times, love. So, did you ever win a fight, Patrick Swayze? And he said, No, nobody ever wins a fight. <laughs> That's that philosophy degree paying for itself, right there. There you go. There you go. Does it? Someone is driving a big fucking monster truck round town, Fletch. Yeah, someone's just driving one. <laughs> it's the it's the evil Brad's henchman. It's just he's just driving it. It's just driving it round. It's just his car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was at, he was he was out buying cars. Yeah, I love that And he was one. like, oh, is that a monster truck? I love that. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So Would you though? Would you though? Do you know when I was younger, the there was a there was a little used car lot down like round the corner from me. Yeah. And it just had a bunch of cars, like a bunch of Nissan Micras and stuff, and just a beach buggy. Good stuff. And it was like four grand. We an achievable that. amount of yeah, money. Yeah, we could get that. Yeah, and I was like, I mean... <laughs> Should we go halves? Maybe. Go halves on one. 
Just get just get that beach buggy. Yeah, just get, let's just get it. It's not there. Well, this, oh. this was when I was younger, but like, yeah. Could you imagine having a beach buggy in Derby? It'd be good. No, you'd leave it outside once, and everyone would just spit in it. Evil Brad is telling off the henchman about fucking up. He said, one of you guys is going to apologise to me for this. And he says, you disgust me. You disgust me, O'Connor. And he fucking clocks him straight in the face. When he bends over, he knees him in the, he knees him in the dick. And he bends over again. And he judo chops him in the neck. <laughs> and he says, all right, it's okay. Stand up, stand up, mate. And he just knocks him out. <laughs> um, he's a bad man. He's horrible. He's horrible, man, yeah. Swayze is wearing a gi as a shirt at this point. He is. I saw this. He's just got a gi on. He's yeah. just walking around in a gi. It's got it on his shirt. So we've got shirt. a bloke who's just driving around in a monster truck, and we've got a bloke who's just walking around in a gi. Yeah. I wish I had that. I wish I. I wish I could just go outside in a gi. Yeah, just put your jeans on. Do what? It's not. It's nice weather. Why can't I? You can't. Nobody said you can't. I but came to this realization recently when it comes to wearing stupid stuff. Because, you know, deep down inside, all men, really, they just want to dress like Randy, Randy Savage yeah. or something, don't they? Mm. And people like Randy Savage are great because they're, they're the ones who just went, do you know what? I don't give a fuck. I'm a fucking grown man. I can yeah. wear what I like. Yeah. I'm going to wear this fucking pink jacket with tassels on it. Pass me that cowboy hat. I'm yeah. going out. In a bit. Yeah. I love people like that. I've got a friend who, who dresses like that. Who's that? Uh, his Randy Savage. No, <laughs> yeah, Randy Savage. We make Randy Savage. I've got a mate who dresses like that. He just walks around in like tasseled jackets and cowboy hats. Yeah. Because he fucking can. Yeah, why not? That's 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 real freedom. The fucking Brad Weasley or whatever his fucking name is, Ron Weasley. It's been a, been and done over Reds. Wait, Red. who's Ron Weasley? Brad Weasley. Is it, is Brad Wesley? Sorry, Brad, yeah, Panama man, Panama Brad. <laughs> He's been and smashed up the fucking Red's auto shop. Swayze's like, what's going on here? Like, and he, he clocks while he's there. Photo with Dr. Love Interest behind the counter there. Hugs that. He says, well, how often does this go on? So they're once a week. They, they, what they're doing is these shady cunts. They're taking 10% off all the businesses in town. It's a shakedown. It's a protection racket is what it is. Bullshit. You've all heard of wet t-shirt competitions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no. Right. <laughs> How about a wet G-string competition? Because that is what Sam Elliott is watching. <laughs> Hang on. They have a wet G-string competition at uh, Wade Garrett. He's here. Wade Garrett? Wade Barrett? I never noticed that before until today. Do you think that's a thing? Probably is, yeah. Do you think that's something Wade... Have you ever met Wade, Wade Barrett? Yes. What's he like? He was perfectly fine. He was lovely. It's, I said that made it sound like he was... I know, yeah, I thought you were just going to be like, he's a cunt. No, no, he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> yeah. He looks very tall. Yeah, they're all tall. We said this earlier. Look at Terry Funk. <laughs> I'm starting to grasp the rest of <laughs> They're all big, aren't they? That's yeah. the thing, isn't it? So he phones up Sam Elliott. He's like the king. If you think Swayze is good at doing bouncer stuff, wait till you meet Sam Elliott. He's like the Qui-Gon Jinn. You're Obi-Wan Kenobi in bar terms. I love this because you've got Patrick Swayze and he's like Tai Chi, high kicks, high slacks. Mm. And then you've got Sam Elliott. He's like, no nonsense. I don't shave, I just punch people. Just punch people and sit up drinking all night. I don't go to sleep. Don't he, go to sleep. He is a man of no sleeves. He's a man of no sleeves. He phones him up, he, he wants a bit of advice. He's like, I'm gonna have to go, fight's broken out. He puts the phone down and he, he fights a man in the pool cue. <laughs> 
The double juice now, Fletch, to be fair, it's starting to look nice. They got, there's no chicken wire on the stage anymore. It's clean. Carrie Ann, the barmaid, is up singing. Because she can sing. Why not? Swayze is at the bar watching it, smiling. The blonde milfy lady from earlier on, she's there. She goes up, she's trying it on with Pat, but Pat won't look her in the eye. She says, why won't you look me in the eye? He says, I'm shy. And she said, would you be shy if I said, let's go to my place and fuck? Pat's like, no thanks, mate. Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay. In walks the fucking main henchman, Jimmy, and says, that's enough, Denise. Drags her away, drags her out of the bar. Yeah, drags her out of the bar. As he's walking out of the pub in the pa- out of the car park, the bad lad's waiting, waiting in a monster truck outside, oh. and he gives him a nod. He goes like, right, you can go in now, cause, cause a ruckus in there. These lads come in, mind you, they don't know, Swayze's the best, and he clocks, one of them's got a knife boot on. Ocular pat down. Ocular pat down, there he goes, and he tells the bouncer, watch him, right foot, he's got, he's got, he's got a foot knife. Is that a thing? Because <laughs> the only other place I've seen that is like in James Bond. Yeah, well the guy tries to kick Pat, but he just grabs his leg, snaps it up. <laughs> I love the, the fake leg that he's got, when he's just like, boosh, it's like clearly a fake leg, but it's great. And he drags him out of the bar by his foot, takes off his boot and chucks it on the roof of the pub. <laughs> There's been no stabbing for you tonight, Mr. Booty Man. Mr. Booty Man. Yeah, and it all kicks off outside. Dr. Love Interest turns up in a lovely red dress, just, just in time to see Swayze finishing off the bad lads. Punching, a lot of punching going on. She looks radiant, she looks really good. She says, let's go, he says, let's go for a coffee, because they don't eat food. And they go for a coffee, and they get to know each other. When they get back to the bar, his car's been smashed up again. And they have a little kiss in their cool Jeep. <laughs> Next day, Dalton is relaxing on the bonnet of his car. He's just sunbathing on the front of his car like that. And he gets summoned to the baddie's house, doesn't he? They're like, come on, bad bad Brad wants to see you. So he goes to his house and it's full of stuffed animals all over the place. Loud pop music's playing. He looks around the corner. There's Denise doing aerobics, but she's got, got black eye. Because I think Brad's in Italy a bit because he's, he's horrible. Oh, he's a cunt, isn't he? So, yeah, horrible man. Can I say cunt? Well, you've said it now, so it's fine, yeah. We, we do say it quite a lot. Do we? Yeah. That's a really bad word. I know. So Wesley talks to Pat, and he offers him breakfast, and he says, no, I don't eat breakfast. <laughs> and he tells him that if it wasn't for, it wasn't, wasn't for Brad, he's like, I, I bought them all here. The 7-Eleven, the, uh, the JC Penny is coming here because of me, for Christ's sake. Swayze looks at him, he says, you've got rich off the little people from this town. Do you know what he says to that, Fletch? He says, you bet your ass I have, and I'm going to get even more richer. <sighs> Bloody rich people. Yeah. He tries to buy Swayze off. He says, how much is that? Put money to pain, yeah, I'll double it. He's like, there is no amount of money. And he just walks out. Fuck you. You can't buy the Swayze, you can't. Yeah, knock his stupid Panama off his head. Yeah. Yeah. The bar is now looking really good on the outside. They've got, they've got neon, new neon signs, frontage. And there's loads of people there. Yeah, cute, normal people, no more punks. Who are these people? This yeah, town has yeah. only got like four people in it. Where are all these people coming from? I don't know, but it's fucking loads of them. Absolutely loads of them. <laughs> Jeff Healy's playing uh, Roadhouse Blues. Let it, get, let it roll, baby, roll. That's Roadhouse Blues by the, uh, good. By the doors, eyes. Okay. After. Good, good. Problem is, <laughs> I told you about the, the whiskey being blocked. They're, they're going to run out of whiskey. It's getting popular, and they're like, we still haven't sorted out this delivery thing. Mm. 
Pat's like, I'll sort it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about that. After his shift, Dr. Love Interest is waiting for him. He takes her home. She's impressed by his rustic house. She loves it. Of course she does. It's romantic. She looks across the water. She sees this shady house of Bad Brad. And she's like, oh. He flicks through the radio station and puts Otis Redding on. And uh, this is the love scene. It's a pretty, she, she tells her that she uh, Red from the uh, car place is her uncle. Looked yeah. after her since her parents died. You yeah. know, the cl- classic. And this is where uh, Patrick Swayze initiates love by the power of the slow dance. Later in the night, though, Pat Sway- <laughs> Patrick Swayze is sat outside smoking naked in the moonlight. Just sat on the shore. Just sat there, just said, she, she wants him to stay. He's like, he doesn't stay because he's, he's a nomad. <laughs> when this is gone, he's going to, going to be doing this in the next town over. That's what it's uh, the life of a cooler, mate. It's the, the moonlight the, the, glinting off yeah. his abs. The cooler <laughs> gathers no moss. While they're having this romantic conversation, who's on the other side of the river? The fucking bad, bad lad. He's there on his rocking chair, smoking, watching them. Bad. <laughs> bad. 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 Inside, the bar now looks like a 50s diner. Jeff Healy tells Pat that um, the girl that he's been going out with used to have a bit of a thing with Bad Brad. And it's going to be nothing but trouble. Sam Elliott, speaking of trouble, Sam Elliott drives into town on his motorcycle. Because of course he rides a motorcycle. Because he's cool as fuck. He pulls up outside the bar and he looks up at the sign and he says, the double douche. <laughs> Instantly, he's, he's sassing it before he... He, he sassed the building. No, he sassed the building. Patrick, Patrick raises out back because he's sorting out the delivery. But then Terry Funk and his mates turn up and start throwing all the tea and Maria all over the place. <laughs> So Swayze's fighting him, obviously. He says, like, Terry Funk smashes the Tia Maria and he says, can I get you guys a drink? And then it all kicks off. He says, obviously not. And he just starts dishing out kicks. <laughs> but he, <coughs> he gets overpowered by him, Fletch. Swayze is good at kicks. He is good at kicks. He gets overpowered by him. He's not the kick machine, though, is he? He's not Billy Banks, <clears throat> no. And he's a, he's a figure skater, isn't he? Let's say, how do you like that, Mr. Kung Fu? And then... Sam Elliott comes around the corner and Terry Funk says, mind your own business, Dad, inferring that he's not, you know, that Sam Elliott's an old man. Terry Funk is probably about 70 years old at this point. (laughs) Terry (laughs) Funk has always been 70 years old. He said, do you want to fight, Dickless? And he said, I sure as sure as hell ain't going to show you my dick. And he unleashes justice and he saves Patrick Swayze and they have a, hey, bro, bro, bro. Takes Sam to meet Dr. Love Interest. Sam's quite creepy, I thought, because he really is like, he dances with his girlfriend and stuff. And he's, he's just really, really flirty. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't be. Did you think he was creepy? Yeah, he's creepy, yeah. And it takes them to, they go out drinking coffee. She even says to them, Do you guys go to sleep? And they go, No, we just don't. <laughs> yeah, they stay up all night. They just stay up the entire night. Yeah, and they go back to work. Just slow dancing in a diner. Yeah. Well, late that night, the band are rocking, the bar's back open, it's all clean. Swayze and Sam sitting there watching the room, watching the room together as bros together. Loving it. Red's place is on fire. That's only just outside. He goes running across Swayze. He's like, fuck, we'll have to go. Boom, explodes. The shop is clearly made as what Mark would say of Explodium because it just fucking explodes. Brad Weasley's in the bar. Bold as brassies. They're with, with all his street punk cohorts. Denise is there, and she says, I fancy doing some inappropriate sexy dancing on the stage. Is that all right with you? And she does. She gets up and does like a stripper dance in front of the whole the whole bar. Yeah. Swayze tries to stop her, you know, and he's just like, what? 
Well, he sort of does. Sort of. Yeah, he just, if anything, he stands closer to her. Yeah, he just yeah. goes and stands at the front. He even waits until she's finished, com- the, yeah. until she's completed the strip. And then goes, right. And, says, and then he breaks it up. Says to Brad, he says, if you're going to keep a pet, keep it on a leash. Oh, when he says, that's not a bad idea. And he shouts Jimmy in. Jimmy's in the back room playing pool and he comes in with a pool cue and he walks to the dance floor. And then? And then he beckons them forward. <laughs> they look on. They look, they turn to, they turn to Swayze and he gives them the nod. Oh yeah, he gives the bouncers the nod and they, yeah, they surround it's time, him. It's time it's to time. not be nice. Let's not be nice. And they surround Jimmy, but he fucking unleashes, <laughs> kicks the shit out of him with a stick. And then and the whole bar. Now this looks. guy is a kick machine. He is a kick machine. At one point during the fight as well, he jumps onto the onto the stage and he points at Sam Elliott and he goes, "You!" <laughs> he knocks down the fat bouncer. Yeah. He charges at him and uses the pull cue as a pole vault and does this backflip onto, onto the, the stage. stage and then just challenges Sam Elliott. It turns out this guy's a fucking ninja. Yeah. Who is this double denimed ninja? I don't know. He's a man of few words. He is an absolute fucking machine. Well, Frank watches in horror as his brand new swanky 50s diner style bar is getting smashed to bits by Brad's bad lads. But Brad it fires a gun in the air. That's the signal to stop the chaos. And he's like, come on, boys, let's go. The townsfolk are restless, Fletcher. They've, meet, they've all met up and they're, they've, they've had enough of this fucking situation with having their 10% taken off them. Can't go to the police because Brad owns the police, Fletch. Frank says to Swayze, he says, last night, Brad Wesley, he's not scared of everyone, anyone, but last night he was scared of you, Patrick Swayze, and he says, no, he wasn't, and he just walks out and leaves. Because he knows nobody wins in a fight, Fletch. Nobody wins in a fight. The baddies driving around in the monster truck today, they're at the local car dealership, and they smash it to bits with the monster truck because they're refusing to pay, refusing to pay the 10% to these bad lads. So in order, the, the, the cost, smashing your car place to bits with a, uh, with a Bigfoot-style monster truck, they drive through the windows. They, well, they drive the monster truck clean through the building. Yeah, and then over all the cars. <laughs> and everyone's cheering it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Pat is frustrated, he's working out in a bar, topless all sweaty, in the barn, punching a stick, doing some punching. <laughs> and Sam Elliott comes to, comes to tell him, he warns him off, he says, this kind of justice, it's not worth it. You know, you're supposed to be a bouncer, you're not a sheriff, you know, calm yourself down. And Pat was so wound up, he tries to punch, punch Sam Elliott, but Sam Elliott, because he taught him everything he knows. He is his, the best. Yeah, he stops his hand and he goes, you don't want to do, we don't want to go toe to toe, you and me. I've got to go, whatever you got to do, Pat, this is your mission now. I've helped, I've done all I can. I'll see you later. And he says, thanks, Sam. I appreciate that. I hope I see you later. Dr. Love is trying to get Dalton to, like, she, um, because the bad man, mm. he said, like, if you don't tell Dalton, this is what he said to Dr. Love, if you don't tell Dalton to get out, you know, I'm going to have to do bad stuff. So she goes to tell Dalton, and he's like, fuck off, mate, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here to clean up this town. He's the bad man. You know, justice needs to be served. Just when they're talking. It's never really established at what point Patrick Swayze turns from just being like breezing through town, fixing up the bar and going to, I'm attached to this place now and I must serve justice. Well, yeah, it's just, I think it's just little bits because he says, I'm only good at one thing. I'm only good at thing. Oh, sorry, he says, I'm only good at one thing, Doc. And I never lose. Just as he says it, boom. They've only gone and blown up the old man's house. 
And he's like, fucking hell, he goes running in. They get him out of the house, thank God. Oh, poor Emmett. Poor Emmett, they burn down, down the Walton's house. They get him out, he's in his, he's in his prospector uh, overalls. <laughs> like old, he looks like an old prospector, doesn't he? He looks yeah. like the guy from Toy Story. He's got his long johns. And... Yeah, his long johns. They drag him out, just as they drag him out, you can hear a motorbike. Oh. Looks up, bad Jimmy. You know who rides motorbikes? Bad lads. Street punks! Street punks, and he is a street punk, this Jimmy. He comes out on a scramble and he's like, <laughs> drives past. Swayze outruns the bike. <laughs> Swayze outruns the bike. He runs faster than the bike and intercepts it. Yeah, knocks him off the bike and they start fighting. They're like circling each other. Oh. But then Jimmy says, prepare to die. Oh, God. This is the best because he's like, prepare to die. And Dalton goes, you're an asshole. Oh. <laughs> and just fights him. Like he, like he didn't have a cool line then. Yeah. He's just like, you, you're an asshole. Yeah. Fighting, there's kicks, there's chops, fighting knee! There comes a roundhouse! Epic man battle. This is at the one point where it turns. Like Swayze's on, Swayze's lost. He's he's on the he's on the losing side at the minute. Jimmy picks him up and he says, I used to fuck guys like you in prison. And while he's doing this, he's sassing Swayze. Swayze clocks his environment. He stands near a tree. I used to fuck guys like you in prison. <laughs> yeah. Swayze's Sorry to interrupt, yeah. but I used to fuck guys like you. It, that kind of comes yeah. out of nowhere, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. That that really comes out of nowhere. Powerful. We don't. We don't. We only know two things about this guy. He's proficient with a pull cue, and he's also a rapist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Swayze. He's what? one of cinema's great villains. <laughs> Double denim ninja man. While Swayze's listening to this half harsh assassin, he's berating. He notices it's tree. Guy goes to kick him, he moves out of the way, he gets his leg stuck in the tree. So Swayze now has the upper hand. Yeah. And he fights it basically. Jimmy, oh no, he kicks the gun out of Jimmy's hand, doesn't he? I can't remember, but he There's a, a fight. gun, yes. Yeah. That's why he has to do what he does. Do what he does. And what does he do, Fletch? Speaking of things that kind of come out of nowhere in this film, Patrick Swayze tears his throat out. Yeah, pulls it out with his fingers, doesn't he? He, like, yeah. he does like he does like a, a tiger claw. Yeah. And then just goes, yeah! Pulls. And just rips his throat out. And kicks him in the leg. <laughs> he rips his throat out. With his you, and, he, and he falls back and you can just see his open neck from yeah. where Swayze has snatched his very soul from his throat. Pushed him in the sea. What the fuck? So far they've just been doing these uh, like, oh yeah, just having a bar punch up and stuff. And now yeah. Patrick Swayze Murdering people. has done like a Mortal Kombat fatality on someone. Well, not even that. The ultimate insassery, he drags the carcass into the water, starts shouting at Wesley. He's like, he's your mate, Wesley! And he's like, fuck you! And he pushes, he floats the dead body <laughs> over to him, over to his side of the river. Now, <laughs> Brad calls Swayze, he's at the bar, and he says, hey, like, I've got a Joker-esque choice for you. Which oh. one's gonna live? <laughs> Is it Sam or Dr. Love? Which one will he choose? Which one will die? And he's like, oh, fuck. He's on the phone, again in another Batman style situation. He says, I'll flip a coin for this. Flips the coin, he goes, oh! I bet you want to know who's going to die, don't you, basically? And then puts the phone down and he's like, shit. You said he wasn't Batman earlier, but he clearly is. Sam falls through the door. He's been beaten bad. They've had him bad. The the street punks have got to him. He's in a bad way. He's like... So he must be the one who got... He was... It's Doc, and he's like, I've got to find Doc. Swayze goes to find Doc at the hospital, and uh, 
he's like, get your stuff, we've got to go. And she's like, I ain't going nowhere, mate. I'm going nowhere, she refuses. Mm. So Pat goes back to the bar to find Sam Elliott dead, stabbed to death on the bar, Fletch. And there's a note. There's a note. It was Tails. <sighs> what, Tails from Sonic did this? It was Tails. Yeah, because that little shit. So Pat cries. <laughs> and he pulls the knife from his fallen brother. Does Tails from Sonic have two pommels? Maybe he does. Does he have two intestinal tracks? That's nightmarish. Mm. He drives off angry to dish out hot justice. And the baddies are waiting for him outside the bad house, the big baddie house, with shotguns. But Swayze just drives up the garden, smashing through all the fences. <laughs> Smashes with the first fence, and then the car jumps over a wall, explodes in the air like an A-team style decoy, because he's not in there. He set the car up, and they're like, go fight, you need to find him. And he said, Bliskit, but it's not him. (laughs) (laughs) They they go off to find him amongst the grounds. The first guy with the shotgun, the first street punk, bad lad, henchman, whatever you want to call him, goes around the corner. There's Terry Funk, dead! Dead! Dead as a doornail, Terry Funk That's on the it. floor. He's just gone. He's just dead. Goes into another room. O'Connor, dead! <laughs> just dead. Holy shit. Yeah. He's on a rampage. Knife fight. Pat wins the knife fight, obviously, and he says, Tails, again. Oh yeah, because that's him, because it's yeah. his knife, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's his knife, because that's what he prizes prizes the accelerator down in the car with his knife. Yeah, and the guy put that's a really that's a, it's a really good little detail that is because he pulls the knife out and then he hol- reholsters it so you know it's and it's his. just this t- just like a frame where you're just like it was him and this character who and this this is the first time we've seen him he's literally just henchman number three or whatever knife dude but suddenly he's just become really 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 significant yeah and everybody else is just dead <laughs> what, a, what a perfect little detail yeah, knife man that's all he's there for. Tinker, the fella with the uh, braces, gets crushed by a giant polar bear. He fucking... So, he's <laughs> in the room, right? He's in the room. And you've seen this guy's house. Yeah. Full. Full of animals. Full of stuffed animals and tro- hunting trophies and stuff. Yeah. So this guy's been in that house a lot. Yeah. And there's this giant polar bear. Yeah. Stood, this giant stuffed polar bear stood in the corner like it's Mr. Burns's office. Yeah. And... Swayze pushes it forward and he thinks that the bear has come to life because he's like, oh my god! He thinks the bear has come to life because it's trundling forwards towards him. And, it and he it. gets frightened. And gets passing fates under the weight of the bear. Yeah. <laughs> so we've gone from, I used to fuck guys like you in prison. Throat death. Fatality, throat death. To whoa, that stuff bears come alive. Comedy bear faint. <laughs> he sealed his comedy bear faint. Yeah. <laughs> While he's looking, Swayze's in the room. Brad says, "I see you like my trophy room. There's only one thing that it's missing, and that's your ass." Cause, cause he's gonna take his ass. Cause it is. Cause yeah. Cause it's, it's, it's perfect. Peng, I think people say. I see you didn't timestamp Swayze's bum bum. I didn't, I forgot. You didn't timestamp the boobs. I know, I didn't. No. Sorry, guys. You said you took all my boys. You took all my boys. Swayze's like, yeah, now I'm coming to take you in the final, final showdown. Swayze fights Brad. But Brad is like fighting him with like ornate weapons from the past, like spears and stuff like. Yeah. 
He's just got all these weapons in his house. In his room, yeah, and he's like hitting him with sticks. But uh, Swayze takes him with a leg kick. Bah! Deathclaw, he goes to do the deathclaw again. Yeah. Raises his hands like he did to Jimmy and he pulled out his throat. But then, in a flash of... We don't know what happened in the head of Swayze. But he shows mercy. He shows mercy to Brad. But as soon as he shows mercy to Brad, the, to- the townsfolk work turn up with their guns and just blow the shit out of him. They fucking Robocop him. They Robocop him and they're like, they just, just stand there and yeah. shoot him to pieces. Yeah, they shoot him to pieces. Then the police turn up and they all say, I didn't see anything. <laughs> right. So let me just describe what happened here. They stood around him with shotguns. Taking it in turns. And shot him to death. Yeah. Then they gave all the guns to one of them. They hid them. And he walked off and hid them. And then the police came in and saw this group of like five men stood around the shot up dead body. <laughs> in the middle of, of a Panama. coffee table. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what happened? Nothing. And they go, we didn't see anything. Yeah, and they get away with it. Yeah, but you're still in yeah. the man's house. <laughs> yeah, but they do get standing away over it. his shot up body. Well, there you go. That's it, and that's it's a happy ending because the man gets shot to death by the townsfolk, and and uh, Swayze is alive, and he's got the you know probably got a wife out of that. And the and the the bloke who got scared by the bear stood up. Oh yeah, he's, and they're like, "Did you see anything, Tinker?" It's, and it's he just like, goes, "A bear fell on me." <laughs> <laughs> and that's the last line of the film, isn't it? A bear fell on him, and he got frightened. And they do a He-Man ending. They're like, <laughs> "The end." He got frightened. <laughs> he that, got frightened by the bear. He the... got so frightened by the bear that he it passed got, out. He passed out. <laughs> Bear fell on it. Tinker. That's, that's the last line of Tinker. the film. Greatest street punk of all time. The He-Man ending. It's worth it for that. The last line being, Bear fell on me. Polar Bear fell on me. Is that, that's not the last Well, line. no, because then after that, it's like they go to the bar and there's no punks there and there's, you know, good time, happy song at the end. Like, like the song at the end of the Wolf film. <laughs> it's the same. It's just nice and everyone, you know, there's no punks there and everyone's smiling and that's the end. <laughs> so, Roadhouse then, Fletch. Another classic he, on the list. He cats just walked up and Stared just at you. sat next to my face and just started staring at me. Yeah, that's that's, that's inches that's, away from my face. Yeah. Not bothered about the cat. I want about I wanna know what you think about that Swayze masterpiece we just we just walked through. Who do you think would win in a fight? Dalton or Pliskin? Ooh, well, I don't know. Mmm. That's two sides of the same coin, mate. Very different, but don't very know. Very similar. Tai Chi versus rugged combat training. Bad assery. And, but he's only got one eye. But Swayze can pull you so through he's that. Got, he's got no yeah. depth perception. Yeah. That's, yeah. To be fair, yeah, Snake Plissken never fucking owns someone that hard. No, he? he didn't pull the throat out and throw him in the sea. Yeah. He probably beat him at basketball, though. Ooh. Yeah, he probably did. In fact, should we do that next week? Escape from LA. Let's do Escape from LA next Let's week. Let's do Escape from LA next week. Right. And we'll see you next week when we get uh, we get Pliskin. Call me Snake. President of what? <laughs>